Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna. Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram. Ram Ram, Hare Hare. This is Anteriyami. It has been a while since we've all had the opportunity to come together and to give our obeisances and our prayers to Shushi Radhakalachanji, but I'm sure everyone or most of us had an altar in the home, so we were already covered with the uh, mercy of our own dams. But I'm very, very happy that it's come to a point where we're able to at least partially worship here with the Association of the Devotees. And that remains a key factor in Krishna consciousness, the very association of devotees, those that offer a positive mood and insight to Krishna consciousness. And I'm sure that everyone that's listening has had the opportunity to be in the association of or to be that particular devotee that was in the mood of Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, we would not have made it so far. Today, we are covering Srimad Bhagavatam, Chapter 7, Text 2. But before we read from the scriptures, we always like to sing Jayarada Madhava. Of course, we always like to have the book here, too. We are in possession of the first canto, Srimad Bhagavatam. Radhamadhava Kunjabihari Radhamadhava Kunjabihari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari
Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kiribaradari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kiribaradari Yamuna Chira Vanachari Yamuna Chira Vanachari Yashoda Nandana Brajacharanjanan Yashura Nandana Brajachara Ranjanan Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Radha Kalachanji Radha Kalachanji Radhe Jaya Radha Kalachanji Radha Kalachanji Radhe Jaya Jaya Jagannath 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 Jaya Jaya Jagannath 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 Jaya Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jaya Paladev 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 Jaya Jaya Paladev Jaya Jaya Subhadra 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 Jaya Jaya Subhadra Jaya 
Jaya Jaya Gornitai, 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 Jaya Jaya Gornitai. Nitai Goro Haribo, 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 Nitai Goro Haribo. Haribo, Haribo. Nitai Goro Haribo, 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 Nitai Goro Haribo. Nitai Goro Haribo. I don't know if it's only me, but I find it an extreme honor to be able to come and worship the Lord. Some time ago, I remember hearing a, um, and this is very troublesome, I remember hearing a uh, sannyasi speak of the time that could come when we were not able to come to a temple and how important it is to establish at least that surrounding uh, in our environment. And what is that saying? Lo and behold, 2020 comes and we have the opportunity to exercise that right. But if we do nothing today, if we remember nothing today, I think the most important thing to do or to remember is to be very grateful and thankful that you are exactly here in the association of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, which you can be at home also, but it is very important in times like this to have the association of devotees. And a lot of us would not have made it to this point had we not had the particular association of a devotee. So we'll continue reading from First Canto, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chapter 7, and I believe we're on text 2. And the topic of chapter 7 is the son of Drona punished. Text 2. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Gnana Timurandasya Gnanjanan Shalakaya Chakshuni Litam Yena Tashmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manovisham Tapitam Yena Bhutale Vayam Rupasadamayam Dadatiswa Padam Bhutam 
Uto Vacha Brahma Nadiam Saras Vadyam Asrama Paschimam Tate Samya Prasaiti Prokta Rishinam Satra Vadana Sutta Yuvacha Brahma Nadiam Saras Vadyam Asramam Paschime Tate Samya Prasaiti Prokta Rishinam Satra Vadana Sutta Yuvacha Brahmanadiyam Saravatyam Asrama Paschimetate Samya Prasaiti Prokta Rasinam Satra Vardana Sutta Uvacha Brahmanadiyam Saravatyam Asram Paschime Tate Samya Prashaiti Prokta Vishnam Satra Vardana Sutta Uvacha Brahmanadiyam Saravatyam Asrama Paschime Tate Samya Prashaiti Prokta Rashinam Satra Vadana Would anyone like to repeat that? Sutta Uvacha Ramanadiyam Saravatyam Rampaschime tate Samya prashaiti prokta Rishinam satravadana Hadiko Anyone else? No? Sutta Prisutta, Uvacha, said, Brahmanatyam, on the bank of the river intimately related with Vedas, Brahmanas, saints, and the Lord. Saraswatyam, Saraswati, Asrama, Cottage for meditation. Pashtime. On the west. Tate. Bank. Shamyaprasha. The place named Shamyaprasha. Iti. Thus. Prokta. Said to be. Vishnam. Of the sages, Satra Vardhana, which enlivens activities. The translation here is Sri Sutta said, on the western bank of the river Saraswati which is intimately related with the Vedas, there is a cottage for meditation 
et samyapras, which enlivens the transcendental activities of the sages. Again, Sri Sutta said, on the western bank of the river Saraswati, which is intimately related with the Vedas, there is a cottage for meditation at Semya Prasha, which enlivens the transcendental activities of the sages. The purport here, for spiritual advancement of knowledge, a suitable place and activity atmosphere are definitely required. The place on the western bank of the Saraswati is especially suitable for this purpose. And there is the ashram of Vyasadev at Shamya Prasha. Vyasadev was a householder, yet his residential place is called an ashram. An ashram is a place where spiritual culture is always foremost. It does not matter whether the place belongs to a householder or a mendicant. The whole Van Ashram system is so designed that each and every status of life is called an ashram. This means that spiritual culture is the common factor for all. The brahmacharis, the grihastas, the vanaprasts, and the sannyasis all belong to the same mission of life, namely, realization of the Supreme. Therefore, none of them are less important as far as spiritual culture is concerned. The difference is a matter of formality on the strength of renunciation. The sannyasis are held in high estimation on the strength of practical renunciation. There are so many directions that one can go with this particular topic. So I chose to be brief and concise to the best of my ability and constantly praying that anyone listening now or in the future can take something away from what's being said today from the scriptures. 
I am but a messenger. We have heard of personalities, very special personalities, that can walk into a room and change the total atmosphere, the energy of the room. And in most situations, the energy is positive. That's how powerful it can be when one does not just create his own particular place of spiritual learning and knowledge in a home, but one carries it within the heart. Many years ago, many, many years ago, I remember reading about the culture in India and hearing that there um, there were certain castes. But what was misunderstood is that I'm certain they were speaking of the various ashrams. And if you look at the United States, we have a certain caste also. But it's less religious than it is political or economical. But the Van Ashram system was set up according to an individual's makeup. And that's putting it lightly, but that's putting it in my words right now. You have the brahmacharis, and usually when devotees come in to Krishna consciousness, and the young ones, and even the older ones too, but when they come in, you have young men and young women coming into the temple system in the brahmacharini system. The brahmachari system. I said brahmacharini because they're females and the brahmacharis are males. And their purpose is to take a spiritual master, a bona fide spiritual master, that will teach them about Krishna consciousness or God consciousness. That will direct their activities so that their main focus is learning about Krishna, is learning about their relationship to Krishna eventually, briefly. Then you have the grihastas. The grihastas are more family life. And they're not set up to duplicate the animal kingdom just for sense gratification. Eating, sleeping, mating, fending, defending, any animal can do that. But the purpose is putting the Lord in the center of your life so that you can learn who he is, how to worship him, and if you are fortunate enough to bring children into the world to understand who the Lord is and how to worship. And this is very briefly uh, summarizing the different ashrams. You have the vanaprastha. And that's when one retires from the family life, from the material attachments, 
And in most cases, it's the man that moves away from the family. However, what has to be understood is that when the wife is considered a helper of the husband, there is no need to leave the wife behind in Vanaprast. As long as she is helping her husband in spiritual consciousness and understanding, she goes with him. We're talking about in Kali Yuga now. Things are are changing. And with Srila Prabhupada, I love the line, time, place, and circumstance. And we have to understand that there are some things that change, but we also have to understand there is a foundation that we must abide by. And the foundation is, in the ashram system, God focus, God consciousness. The sannyasis detach themselves from family life, from material attachments, from completely from material life. And their focus is wholly, completely on the Lord. You will find most gurus are also sannyasis. You will find some sannyasis that can take initiation and some that choose not to. That's not a real big point. But the point is, in all of the ashrams, the main focus is on Krishna consciousness. When one places Krishna in the center of their lives, in all of the ashrams, when that is your pivotal point of focus, it is almost nearly impossible to not come into the understanding with proper teachers and proper guidance of who the Lord is. You will also find that there are very few things that you can accomplish successfully without acknowledging the presence of the Lord in your life. And that should come with the understanding that you're not being forced to honor the Lord. You're not being forced to love the Lord. What is taking place is that you are being reminded of the relationship of pure love that you had before you came to the material world. Most of us have forgotten that particular relationship. Coming into Krishna consciousness or God consciousness is for the purpose of reminding ourselves. We're always searching for some type of love. And it's normal. In our lives, we want to be loved. We want to find that love. And we're actually mimicking the relationship that we had when we were in association with the Lord in Krishna Loka. To facilitate the process of making our lives completely Krishna conscious, it is a process that takes time. Some of us are born with the instinct. Some of us have forgotten. 
so much our relationship with the Lord. But getting back to the homes that we've been in for the last, what, 12, 16 months, separated, isolated, quarantined, I would like to think most of us have taken shelter of our homes and made them temple-like, maybe not to the size of the temple that is here in Dallas, but enough to create that relationship with the Lord to understand that no matter what is going on in the world, if no one else is around us, the Lord is in the heart. And he's protecting you at all times. Otherwise, how are you here? We didn't do anything special to get here. What I'm saying is, had it not been for the love of God and the Lord in our heart and our constant association with him, most of us could not have made it through this pandemic. Who knows how long it's going to last. The point is, we should not become despondent And it's a little difficult not to, but we should not be despondent or depressed because this is part of life. This is part of Kali Yuga. It challenges us. It's going to challenge us even more so. But for most of us that are young, this was a biggie. This was an isolation that we never, ever imagined we'd have to become a part of. But if you understand the power of the Lord, and if you understand who the Lord is, you are never away from the Lord at any point in time. You are never, ever alone at any point in time. That's another thing to take away. The Lord in the heart, the Lord is everywhere, but we understand that the Lord, the Paramatma, is in our heart. And we should also learn how to communicate with the Lord. Some of us probably have not frequently picked up a phone to talk to a loved one in a long time. Well, that's okay. I mean, it does help. But we should learn how to talk to the Lord. We should learn how to pray. Chanting the Maha Mantra does not mean that we should not pray. Some of the best conversations that we'll have are with the Lord. Some of the main conversations we should have are with the Lord, should be with the Lord. Different religious backgrounds pick certain sacred places to worship. Just getting uh, going off track for a moment and mentioning sacred places, physical places. in the Christianity uh, society. It is, I believe, Jerusalem, Muslim Mecca. India, oh my gosh, how many? Vrindavan, Navadweep. All of these places are holy places because there is a concentration of faith of energy, of devotees that firmly believe in the Lord. And that energy is there. 
And it's very important to take advantage and take association of the devotees in that energy because we're actually practicing to be in that natural environment in the spiritual world. Right now, travel is somewhat limited. But take advantage of the fact that you have all of the instructions in the scriptures, in the books that Srila Prabhupada has put out, has written, on how to set up a sacred place in your home. So that no matter how long it takes for this temporary event to pass, none of us will be disconnected from the association of the Lord. Some of us didn't think we'd make it. But even I, not to say that I'm anything special, but I learned the importance of praying to the Lord. And you also find out that when you believe the existence of the Lord, based on the ancient scriptures, you will be given experiences with the Lord, maybe not face-to-face, but you will have some proof that the Lord does exist. If there is anything that is held truly firm in most of our lives is that Krishna does exist. He takes care of his own. What did we go through? A tremendous snowstorm, ice storm that's never happened and hasn't happened in Dallas since, what, 1989. And for a moment, I think most people thought we were doomed. You know, roofs falling in, ice on the road, roads that are really rarely salted because we don't have a need for it, power outages, scarcity of items in the store. But if any of you were really focused and paying attention, especially in this community, not to say it didn't happen around the world, but in this community, I saw Srila Prabhupada's I saw Srila Prabhupada's dream. We became one big family. We were looking out for each other. There was no such, well, they're from another country. We won't call them. People were calling each other to find out, do you have heat, food, medicine? I have never been so impressed with a community as I was with the Dallas Dom. This is what Krishna consciousness is all about. This is why it's so important to have that special place in your heart that's holy, that's there, full of love, with Krishna in the center as the main association, as the main part of your life. Because I felt that every single person was bringing out the Krishna, the God in the heart, in what they were doing. Never seen it before. 
And then I've never been in a situation like that in any other job before. But what that reminded me of is that there is hope even in the most desperate situations. There is no such thing as us not being able to get through a situation. We are each individual and uniquely special. We all have a special talent. We all have a special connection. And we're all bound by the love of God that connects each and every one of us. We can all be our we can all be tiritas, holy places. And what we'll find out is that this is going to be required more and more as Kali Yuga progresses. But there have been so many times when Kali Yuga has progressed. And Krishna has always come out on top. Krishna and his associates, Krishna and his children, which we all are. We should never, ever give up. Whatever the situation is, and there are many situations that took place in that time, but we should never, ever give up. We should always remember that if we are a family, it shouldn't be difficult for us to pick up a phone and check on someone. Some of the best healing that I've had is when I'm going through something challenging and I pick up a phone and I put the attention on someone else. That's a wonderful feeling because I've forgotten about mine. And that's an association. That's a connection of the Lord in the heart. Kirtas, holy places, are very important. Just because we can't go to those places physically does not mean that we cannot have those places in our heart. And that is something that we should remember. And again, I'm go- I was going to make this brief because it's been so long since I've had the association of the devotees in the temple and their lordships on the altar. But I thought it was a very interesting point to come back in on, where they speak of having a special place. And Srila Prabhupada has talked about the system that's been set up, the Van Ashram system. Here it speaks of the River Saraswati. I believe, um, what was it, thousands of years ago, the Saraswati River disappeared. But there is proof that it is still underground. The Ganges, holy place. I've had the opportunity, the blessing to go there, and you look at the Ganges, and what it looks like is dirty water. But see, that's the illusion. That's the illusion of the eyes. The eyes do not really see what they think they're seeing. I remember dipping my arm in the Ganges, and it came up clear. No mud, no nothing. The holy places, the Ganges, the Yamuna, and when the conflux, when they all come together, 
then we celebrate the Kumbh Mela. There is never a point in our lives when we should ever say, there's no place to turn to, there's no one to talk to. When you've had the opportunity to be in the association of Krishna, of Krishna's devotees, who are practicing properly, you have a lifetime association. You have a lifetime association of Krishna until we make it back to Krishna Loka. So again, text two, purport. Again, as a reminder. For spiritual advancement of knowledge, a suitable place and atmosphere definitely required. And in this particular instance, the place on the western bank of the Saraswati is especially suitable for this purpose. And there is the ashram of Yasadev at some Yaprasha. Still, the Yasadev was a householder, yet his residential place is called an ashram. An ashram is a place where spiritual culture is always foremost. It does not matter whether the place belongs to a householder or a mendicant. The whole Van Ashram system is so designed that each and every status of life is called an ashram. This means that spiritual culture is the common factor for all. The brahmacharis, the grihastas, the vanaprastas, and the sannyasis all belong to the same mission of life, namely, realization of the supreme. Therefore, none of them are less important as far as spiritual culture is concerned. The difference is a matter of formality on the strength of renunciation. The sannyasis are held in high estimation on the strength of practical renunciation. So it would be terrible to say to sum this up, but in my understanding, we should always have the understanding. God is in the heart. We are individual candles that should be burning the love of God. And if there is an opportunity that presents itself to share God consciousness with someone else, or at least to maintain that atmosphere and that understanding around us, because with God, with Lord Krishna, in the heart, with us, there is nothing that can challenge us and take us down. Absolutely nothing. Now, there may be certain times when we are just scheduled to leave this world, but the point is, nothing is as powerful as the love of God and having that energy and that environment surrounding you.
because who knows how long this situation with the um, temporary pandemic will go on. When you feel, when you understand that you are given the opportunity to have complete association with the Lord, which means that where you, how you move, live, and breathe, it reminds people of the Lord. We can accomplish, and we can, nothing is insurmountable. Nothing is impossible. Even this as it passes us. Is it overly optimistic? No, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. If you don't start anywhere, start with the understanding. With faith as small as a mustard seed. That he is the Godhead. The supreme God. The beginning, the end. There, there is no end to think about it. There is no end. But take the opportunity to envision yourself as a holy place where when people come in contact with you, they're enlivened. They feel something different. There's something positive about you. We all have the capacity to be that. Be it. So I'll end at this point. Are there any questions or comments? Please feel free. Anyone, any comments? Anything you want to share? That's a good question. That's a very good question. And so that I can hold my tongue in such a way that I don't say anything I can't take back. There was the ancient understanding that only certain people were allowed uh, to have the knowledge of uh, God consciousness. Um, Brahmanas, Romans, specifically, but in the day and age, since we've come to know Srila Prabhupada, and since his time on, I have to say things are gradually changing in India. I've, and some of us have had the opportunity to be there, but I would have to say that everyone is still given the opportunity to understand and to share Krishna consciousness, to practice it, it is an offense to go against the nature of the Lord. And the Lord does not discriminate. He never has. He never has. I like the part, the understanding where we're not this body. Just because you weren't born in India doesn't mean you cannot have the wealth of knowledge of Krishna consciousness. But as far as Brahmana specifically, you do have to earn that particular position. 
as far as the knowledge of Krishna consciousness, it is available to every man, woman, boy, girl, child. That is my understanding, because you were saying specifically brahmanas. The opportunity to know Krishna, to go through the various ashrams in India, to my understanding, has changed over the years. Is it perfect? No. Are we perfect? No. We're still working on it. But in some places it is better than it was before, and the opportunities do exist. Did I answer you at all? Thank you for asking. Any other comments or questions? Please, please introduce yourself. Ah, Nina? Leela? Linda? <laughs> Linda. Yes, Linda, please. You're asking a question about karma? Yes. <laughs> Linda's asking the question that um, in this lifetime, if one chants the Maha Mantra and all of the past karma that they've had, will it go away and will one have peace? Linda, there is that possibility. There is that opportunity for every single one. It's based on the sincerity of the devotee it is based on the consistency of their habits. It is based on the small bit of faith that they have in the Lord. When they take initiation or diksha from a spiritual master, because it is said that when one takes initiation, the spiritual master takes some of that karma away from you. Do you suffer any remnants of that karma? In a way, yes. But in a way, not to the extent you would have suffered it had you not taken initiation. And to say that is like saying, and the best one that I've heard is when you have a fan plugged in, going rapidly, you unplug it, and it stops gradually. That's kind of like the karma that's stopping when you take initiation. And over time, that fan will stop turning. And let's say, for instance, any karma that you created in a previous life, I'm just throwing this out here. Let's say you shot someone in the leg. Well, there's a reaction for everything we do. When you take to Krishna consciousness, when you take initiation, that karma is taken away. To the extent that you may feel what you did previously, instead of you having the incident of having a leg shot, maybe you might stub your toe or break a toe or something. The point is your karma is considerably diminished. Also based on your sincerity. There's a contract that you make spiritually with Krishna and with Guru. 
that you will practice Krishna consciousness and all of the levels and the requirements and go through the process of being a proper devotee. That is your commitment. Your commitment, we would say, is almost commensurate to the commitment of the guru. So in answer to your question, yes, you do have the opportunity of chanting the Maha Mantra and washing away some of that previous karma of a lifetime. Yes, that is true. Thank you for asking. You know, in Krishna consciousness, you have an arrangement to make with the Lord to understand who he is, what he's about, what your relationship is. The spiritual master is as good a representative for the Lord as anyone. It is more effective to take initiation from a teacher, the spiritual master, who can instruct you in the ways, in the other ways of eliminating your karma. You have to have a teacher. Why? Because we're here in the spiritual world. I mean, in this material world. We've really slipped and done something wrong. Does that speak to our intelligence? Yes. It meant that at one point we were with the Lord and we thought we were, we were God. And we wanted to have that experience. He created the material world so we could play it out. Was that intelligent? No. It was not. But it takes us sometimes a lifetime to figure out we were not being intelligent when we made that decision. The spiritual master comes with instructions from the Vedas. Straight from the Vedas. And it enhances our process of eliminating the karma. That is the most effective way of eliminating the karma on a quicker scale than just sitting and chanting the Maha Mantra. Then what? What are you learning? Unless you are a very superior, super unique soul that has come into the world to assist us and you don't need a spiritual master, that's another story, but that's rare. In Krishna consciousness, in order to fulfill the process of eliminating some of your karma, it is important that you take a spiritual master. You need a teacher. You need an instructor. You can't go this alone. Now, there are senior uh, devotees that can assist, but we always say that it is best to take instructions from a teacher. And the teacher most representative of Krishna is Guru. Did I answer your... Thank you for asking. Anyone else have any other comments or questions? I'm really glad you all are here because with the weather outside, you could have taken the opportunity to hear on the radio. I think we still come on the radio with this. But... I am, uh, I'm very grateful that you're here this morning. When you read the Srimad Bhagavatam, when you hear the Srimad Bhagavatam, you're getting something of essence from it. So thank you for coming in this weather. Um, and we'll end at this point.
Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaur Pramananda.